Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which can be salty and it can be, uh, I mean, it has a lot of cumin in it, you know, like it might have cilantro. And if you think it's soapy, like that's a weird thing within you, you have a mutant gene. But at the end of the day, it's hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. Hello. Uh, So today we're talking life after lockup. Season four, episode 46, six, the ring is off. Um, that's a weird, I think maybe it's because Michael took his ring off and we didn't hear Justine say the ring is off, Mike. We didn't hear that at all. So it doesn't quite make any sense. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I will tell you this. I said it last episode and this episode did not redeem itself. We are in the middle of a season of people who have scripted things on the show and so to watch some of these couples and i'm going to say like Brittany and marcelino Lindsay and blaine and michael and justine right now you know it's it's feeling it's giving tedious it's giving scripted it's giving contrived it's not watchable it's not fun to watch now <clears throat> even the monique and derek stuff isn't really a fun watch anymore the uh, wh- What's giving me at least something, I guess, is Chance and Taylor and maybe Puppy and Amber. But I mean, it's just there's a lot of couples and I I'm not appreciating how long these episodes are in especially because of not, I'm not getting enough joy from them. Yes, I absolutely agree. This was a boring ass episode to this. <laughs> boring ass up. Because it just was it wasn't worth my time. It was like Lindsay blowing up. So I guess we could start with her, but Lindsay and Blaine, uh, because there was a moment in Lindsay and Blaine's uh, story, which really spoke to me as somebody who went to black church all of their lives. And, uh, you know, for 10 years of their adolescence uh, to watch that happen was kind of fun. Um, But we start off with Lindsay packing Um, and she's not packing all of her things because she has a lot of things, but she's packing some items. And he's like, what are you doing? Lindsay, you're going to go open the door opens the door and she's like, listen, I'm leaving and I'm not going to tell you where I'm going because we don't tell each other the truth, nor do we talk to each other about decisions that we're making. So I'm leaving. But the first thing that I notice is two cats, (laughs) two cats and their food is in a paper plate, you know, not a Dixie paper plate, just like the generic brand. And then all around their cat food thing it's just like hairballs and like debris and i'm just like who is cleaning these ha- this home i think you no one's cleaning them yeah i think you yeah no one is so i yeah it's um they're having what feels like somewhat of a fake fight and so it's not very fun to watch uh but it's fun to hear here <laughs> I have to tell you, like, I, I don't want to watch this scene. I have to pay attention to, like, these people acting, you know, or whatever, because it's just, you know, I can't. But it is such music to my ears to have their, like, ding-dongy sing-song voices just, like, you know, roller coaster up and down my earballs. You know, I love it. You know, I it's so fun. So even, yeah, and Blaine specifically also, you know, it's so – anyway, I don't have to tell you other than – 
you know, I don't, it's like bullshit. But then basically his dad comes over and he's wearing, Blaine puts on this shirt to have this conversation with his dad. The shirt just says, Jesus is my plug. Like, yeah, it's almost the same font as cookie plug, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but I, the the standoff between Blaine and Lindsay when she leaves, like he walks outside as she's, you know, taking her rolling suitcase. He was like, where is she going? Is she going to go on a plane? Like exactly what she's doing. Mm. Exactly what is she doing? Mm-hmm. He follows her outside in his socks on the gravel ground. And I was like, oh, you're just walking on gravel with your socks? You just, your feet's out in the, in the stones? And then she gets into... Uh, she puts her stuff in the car and he's like, damn, Lindsay, you're going to do this. You're just going to leave me again. You're going to dip out on me again. And she turns around and she's like, you're a liar. And he's like, well, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. And all I wanted to like now that's an adult, when I hear that phrase, what does that mean? Where did the good Lord split you in between your legs? So it's like, don't let the door hit you in your balls. No, no, what, no, no. What is that? OK, I'll tell you. First of all, yeah, you know. You are gonna don't you are gonna dip out on me again. It's so funny, dip out on me. So you're you have an ass crack. That's your split. So if you your ass crack. So that's where they split you. So uh, as you go out the door, it's like don't let the door hit you on your butt. Where the god split you like, and he's gonna like you know give you a little credit card swipe. You know that. Okay, great. Where the good lord split you. Now I know. Thank you, Chris, for that. Thank yeah, you. No, no, the rest time. of the world knows now. Uh, so he's like, Lindsay's like a walking stick of dynamite. You never know when she's going to blow up. And then she gets into the car and she gets on the phone with somebody. She's like, hi, baby. I can't wait to see you. And all of a sudden I'm like, is she this whole time entertaining another lesbian that she's going to have living in their driveway out of a trailer? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We get to him and his dad and his dad is like, well, maybe Lindsay isn't the one if she isn't here. They get to the church me uh lindsay's mother's there miley grace is there lindsay is nowhere to be found they're like i thought she was with you well no i thought she was with you oh we don't know where she is and blaine's like i hope she's not somewhere doing crack like he just immediately jumps to this thought in his mind where she might be somewhere like abusing drugs and he gets inside of the church and he does his testimonial which broke my heart chris what did you think of the testimonial okay so uh you know there's ample organ music you know like ample there's just tones happening you know i it feels like revivalist you know like i it's interesting because you know this isn't my this feels other to me in the kind of like faith-based mass things because i'm you know i'm so I was just beaten down by Catholicism so much. I just like, this feels weird to me, but he, he, because he was, he felt abandoned by his divorced parents who split up and made him feel like they didn't really care about him. His grandma was the only person who made him feel like he was loved. And so he kind of took to the streets and now he just wants to be a better person for her and to let her know that he is where he is now because of her guidance, even though he went off the road a little bit. Now he's back. He's two years sober. And it just was really touching. Like I, mm-hmm. 
felt for him in that moment and Lindsay snuck her little self in and then told her family to scoot over quite rudely and uh then they had a moment afterwards and she was like I love you so much and I love you we're still together then they walk off into the sunset together let's move onzy wanzies to do you want to do like oh god I don't know there's just not a lot of great people Cameron sure um, so Cameron and Eris, he calls his sister, you know, basically they're, he's coming off of last episode drama, which was, uh, that Eris was trying to find him and he wasn't picking up the phone because he was what laying down bars, you know, he's a rapper and, uh, she wants him to get a job. He's just freshly out of prison. He's like been there like, you know, like a couple of days. So she is calling him, wants him to get a job. He's not answering and sending a voicemail. So he goes, you know, back home and she yells at him, blah, blah, blah. So this is now his conversation with his sister. You know, they said the name of the sister and I couldn't remember. Steph. Steph. Is that one, the shorter, short haired one? Uh, I, I assumed it was the little spitfire one who was wanting to fight Eris. That's who I assumed it was. Yeah. I have to go back and remember which one's Stephanie, but like, I love all, I mean, his family obviously is great. All the sisters are great. So, and you know, the sister gives him some solid advice, which is like, you know, this is what she wants from you. This is what is expected of you. So if, you know, at first you feel like she's going to take Cameron's side and be like, well, doesn't she know that that's your job? And I want to be like, that's not your job if you're not getting paid for it. That's not, that is your hobby. That is your passion, honey. That is your, you know, like your dream whatever we don't get paid for dreams so anyway yeah so then she's like will you uh also think about you know like actually bringing home something tangible so that your wife who you decide to get married to like that person you know like you don't fuck up that relationship and also like you are you know because they're traditional like you have to do what you have to do which is like bring home the bacon that's kind of that also thing well yeah so steph is like be a man man up if i were her i wouldn't take your shit so go in there and apologize to her and so he goes in the house and eris comes down with a shirt that says hood music and fine dining um and i said good for you that's mm -hmm. a, that's a really not cute little thing to say mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so they start talking about how they feel he apologizes um and he says that he he's he slept like a baby on the couch a pissed off baby but he slept like a baby and she turns to the wall and sees the frame that he broke off the uh, wall and she's like oh what happened to the love frame or the family frame and he says oh it was i did an accidental renovation i said you know what i can see you being a lyricist that is a really great thing to say an accidental renovation good for you mm -hmm. uh so then they're talking and he says that he doesn't think what he did was wrong. And she's like, so then why did you apologize? He says, because I don't think that me going to the studio was the wrong move, but I do think that how it made you feel and the fact that I didn't communicate to you was wrong. Um, and I do understand that you want me to get a job and help you financially and support you. And that any kind of me not showing you that I want to do that, it, you know, it makes you anxious. So um, I thought it was really, a really good adult conversation from somebody who's not used to having those kind of adult conversations. They pinky swear to like each other or to like love each other, or whatever. And then, um, Eris is really beautiful. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I wrote down this. Okay. So when he plays her, her music, um, it's saying check her bag, right? Check her bag. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. I'm gonna be honest with you. 
And I wanted, okay, because I really wanted to know if he meant like, check her bag and make sure it's designer or check her bag so she's not stealing from you or don't date a woman unless you check her bag to make sure she has money. Like, I didn't know what I If I had heard it and if I hear check her bag in a song, the thing I'm thinking is um, how she makes her money, check how she makes her money. Oh, yeah. Because someone's bag is like- Her, their money. Th- their money. Yeah, so you, so it's like- That's what I would think. Yeah, like make sure that she doesn't earn her money in a n- bad way. Is that what it is? My, let me, you know what it is? H- viewers, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to it and then I'll have an update for you next episode as yeah. to what I think it is. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. And here's the thing. The mark of a true genius is like letting the audience be able to like fill in their own interpretations. And I, as you know, I think Cameron is an amazing rapper. So um, he also has this little lol thing that i also thought was funny like we know cameron's like a like you know like a little kind of you know wire wiry weaselly kind of fun person you know like and that's half of the thing half of the thing about why he'd be a great sidekick in any sort of movie is that kind of natural energy mixed with you know as Wa said he is a good he's a good linguist. He puts words together in a fun way. He's, and he, anyway, so having said that, he talks about how when he was like little and people would like, you know, I don't know, come in, you know, braiding or whatnot. I don't know exactly what the story was, but he would fold himself into small parts of, you know, drawers and small under the sink, under the sink spaces. And I'll tell you in a different way, I used to do this too. I used to do this thing every day in preschool or I think it was kindergarten where they had this little cubby hole and I would take like whatever book I was reading and it felt so good to fold myself up like, you know, crisscross applesauce. And then from there, like, like a bed, like, um, a whatever, a fold up bed, and then put myself in the cubby hole and read the book against my legs. And it almost feels like a protective, uh, protective thing. So when he said that to me, I was like, oh, I get that too. I, I miss, I miss the times in which I could sort of fold my body and hide somewhere in a little like nook and cranny, a little crevice somewhere. Like there's a safety there. It must be like that thing where pack animals like to live in caves or something like you can't get me in here, you know? Pack animals like to live in caves. Well, like next. Ki- coyotes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of pack. Okay. Um, what what grade were you in this one? I said kindergarten, but I think I think that was the last thing I said, and I think that's true. What is it? What is it? What is it called? Oh no. Uh, yeah, I have certain words I don't say right. Okay, so the word is I think <laughs> kindergarten. I like saying kindergarten. Okay. Kinney Garden is what I heard. I was like, oh. Kinney Garden. That's like, I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> that's very, fa- like, yeah, that sounds like fancy would say it like that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So having said that, uh, that's all I have to say about them. Anything else about them, babe? No, let's all, always move on to Puppy and Amber. Uh, so in this one, we start off with Amber going somewhere where this guy's like hey yeah meet me over here and she's like i'm on my way to you yes and it's very like oh what's happening i i mean listen i'm all about her not being with tc i think tc is a toothless waste of her time but he is also the best thing 
the kind of relationship she's ever had very stable and i just don't like him so mm. she's gonna go meet this new person and it's a friend that she's known since uh, middle school who's always had her back who's always been down for her who doesn't judge her past and um he is doing a uh, a mexican restaurant i just you know what it is and this is just maybe the american in me and maybe it doesn't matter but i want to know i feel like she's native american part and something else i want to know what her ethnicity is i'm very curious about it yeah because i think you know be, I, I do because she has such a beautiful face and like mine <laughs> no i'm just gonna get this zoomed in right then but it she has such a beautiful bone structure you know that yeah. that but at the same time, yeah, it could really, there's so many indigenous mixes within people that, you know, you just, I don't know what people are going to I just like want to know. I'm curious. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So she meets with her Mexican friend and he, they have a, um, he has like several restaurants. He's got a, he's a business guy. And he's like, if you get 50K, we, I'll let you run this place and we'll be business together. And then she says something, which I never would have thought to even ask. And she's like, did you get sold the business and the building or just the business? And I said, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Ask mm -hmm. the right questions. Mm -hmm. Ask the right questions. <laughs> I don't know that at all. Chris. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because you have such obviously autonomy when you own the building as well. You know, you, you, you're not beholden to someone else changing your lease terms or, and I mean, or raising your lease rent or whatever it is. So, um, which is great. So this, basically this guy, his family always owned Mexican restaurants. So he has, you know, uh, obviously experience in that. And he just pretty much is like, listen, do you want to be a partner? And she is like, that doesn't always happen that I can just get offered a thing. Like, and that's true. Now I, I would love to know for her, like, what is her experience working in restaurants? But basically he's like, no, you can just come in kind of with like 50 K, which is not a lot. When she asks about whether he owns the building, he says it's an option. You know, like, you know, so I, I don't know how much all of that would be. You know, I don't know. Is she a silent partner? Is she working? The, is she a hostess in the front? You know, like, is she because there's you obviously for a restaurant, you absolutely need to have owners and hands on management, you know, like for go ahead. Yeah, she was a manager of a restaurant. That's what she just quit. So she talked about how, you know, this is a business that she knows. So I think okay. ever since she got out, she's been doing this kind of work. Um, and I believe she's been out for like three years. So she actively got like a, a manager role relatively quickly. Now, I don't know if she's able to run it to the tip top best shape, but I think this gives her the opportunity to at least try. And so she talks about how she, you know, is okay that she had to quit her job, like TC let her quit and she stays at home now with the kids and like, I guess gets them up for school and like does some stuff and she likes being a mom or something, which is like just an odd thing for me to even imagine her doing. Um, and but she wants something different in her life because mm -hmm. she doesn't want to have to think about the things that weigh on her mind. And I, the only thing I can think of is the abortion that she had to have do, for her health. Um, and so she's like, I, you know, I need to keep busy. And then we, um, she's like, I'm gonna get this money by hook or by crook. So the only thing I can think of is like, maybe she's going to go to the bank and see if she can get a loan or maybe partner with TC to see if they could get a loan and she would just work on, you know, paying that back and doing whatever she has to do by putting her heart and soul into this business. But personally, I feel like, you know, he brings up a very good point. He's like, yeah, you're a mom now or whatever. You're not going to be able to do that and, and run this business. And she's like, no, I'll make it work. And I'm like, yeah, because those kids are basically teenagers, so they can do it by themselves. Right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we've got our girl Pup. And yeah. Pup has decided to move from her mother's place to Queens. Um, not Queens, New York, but Queens House, her friend Queen, who has lost a lot of weight. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. No, I know she, she obviously Puppy says she's like, you look fabulous. And then it's just like, holy shit, Queen. Good for you, honey. Good for you. Yeah, she's like, who are you? Who is this person? So she comes into the house and um, Queen tells her, like, yes, you know, mi casa es su casa, pero you need to pay. And Bubby's like, I will. Yeah, I will. You know, I just, I don't, I don't have any money right now, but I will, I will. Yeah, then you better <laughs> not touch anything. You better not use anything. You better drip drop your water, honey, until you can, like, give a little money for them bills, you know? Like, you're only watching TV if I'm watching it and you stand behind me and you get to sit on the couch. You know? You're just like, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah, like, don't turn on one light bulb. You know, you're air drying your hair. You know, so, um, yeah, like... I, you know, she's like, well, I don't want Eric to come. And Quinny's like, well, good, because Eric is absolutely fucking not allowed, you know? And then Puppy, because she's so puppy. you know, puppyish, she's like, we have to make sure that, you know, you don't let me go back to him, you know? And it's like, uh, okay, but couldn't you also make sure that you don't go back to him too? I mean, can you also, can you just kind of like, you know, I get... The hardest thing about loving puppy is like understanding that she it, it seems so weak and delicate all of the time. And, I, you know, here's the thing about it. In the generation that we live, it's like I don't get to see this kind of person that much. But I guess for generations before us, this is how people were, right? Women sometimes like this. I think there are more women like puppy than before. Right. But just, I just, cause puppy just seems like she seems lost unless she is with a stronger personality and dominant force. Doesn't gender is whatever it is. Go on. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't think that there's any less of that. I think that there's still the same, um, uh, amount of women who are like this, except for they don't get to represent women anymore. You know, because men aren't telling the stories anymore. Like, I feel like the, well, many men want to tell the story of a woman being just like puppy, completely orless, without a man or some other strong, dominant person to give them that. And I, I know part of me um, is jealous of that. Whenever I, whenever I'm around someone who I think like just is just floating on the air, bandying about the <laughs> joint, moving left and moving right without any or and just like and people just like will be there to care for them like what if one day i just lost my shit and i like couldn't do that i just am not confident that anyone would show up for me in the way that i would require and that the truth is is that that, that may not be true but i just get jealous i'm like you know but i love puppy like i love the fact that she's so aptly named and that and she would support her friends as well like i feel like she if if amber were to call her she'd be on the, the next flight break parole get everything fucked up go back to prison you know what i'm saying just for her friends so i think she's deeply loyal when it comes to that as well um but yeah so happy for queen to have lost the weight um because you know she probably feels a lot better i mean them titties be tittying though like you know what i'm saying she probably still has a little bit of backache um all right let's move on to michael and justine this was dumb because he didn't have to start this fight. I mean, whoever set them up to do this scene needs to give Mike a 
a little bit of lessons on scene development because she's checking the bank account and there is $12,000 missing. I am poor. Let me just start off with saying that I am a poor person because there is, I have never even seen 12,000 in a, in a, in a bank in one person's account only one time when somebody was buying shoes and they like showed me how much they had in their account and it was like $85,000 because their card wasn't going through. And I was like, well, just because I see you have $85,000 in your bank account doesn't mean that I can just somehow sell these shoes to you if the machine that makes the purchase won't ring you up. So, but like, yeah, I'm just like, so like the idea that she's like, wow, $12,000 is missing and she isn't like losing her shit. She's like, where'd it go, Mike? And also, wasn't he only supposed to take out 5000 So why did he take out 12000 Was it to rent that stupid-ass car? Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, the, I think of all this. I think of, like, there's so many, like, the Camerons and the, you know, and the Michaels in this program who are like, I make my money. Don't have to worry about it. Like, Cameron, you know, that thing works, I guess, if you have secret money somewhere. But if you don't have your secret money somewhere, then don't be fucking talking shit. Here's the thing, Michael, if you wanted to buy her the ring, then you should have bought her the ring with your money, your money, secret money somewhere from your other things. I don't know. I'm not going to ask any fucking questions, but why I don't understand why you think you're going to take 12,000 from your like checking account. This woman's like paying all the baby bills and everything like that. Like, absolutely not. Like you do what you have to do from your streets or whatnot, get your 12 K honey. And that's how you do it. So that alone is like confusing to me. Like also, uh, not confusing, but it's also a telltale sign because they had also set this up when he was buying like a hope she isn't find out you know by looking at the account and then the next scene's like where's the money you know so i you know god bless so basically the other thing that he says that is near obnoxious is his excuse which is like yeah no this investment opportunity came up you know what it is crypto nfts and which is like when was this i want to be like when was this uh, recorded because like if you're if anyone is saying that they're like investing in crypto or nfts right now like you just leave that person i mean just to go away from that person also like the the thing that is so hard to deal with i think uh when it comes to watching other people make decisions i think is like people's absolute belief that instagram and or social media fame is only a mere post away and any time is about to befall them as well as this crypto or nft thing where um saying that like you know you are about to make money yeah like i i think that he didn't have to respond the way he responded now he knew he was gonna have to tell her something that was fake right and instead of him just saying yeah babe i'm so sorry i i, I invested it i completely forgot to tell you about that you know i'm so sorry he then goes but why do i have to tell you though so and then i'm like so you you wanted to just fight with her like i don't understand this choice this character development choice and when she gives you valid reasons why you should tell her you still say I was the one who told you how to invest the money. I was the one who told you where to drop the blicky off so the guy could give me the 10K. I was the one who told you how to hustle in New York City and make an extra 5K. Like, that's what he's making it seem. I'm like, what did you help her do exactly from, the, from prison to make money? And then you're going to make it seem like you did that. So everything that she, she's like, I put my money, my hard-earned money from working 16-hour shifts. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't think you make that much money like I, I don't think you you put twelve thousand dollars and if so how are you feeding your kids 
Because like to save up that amount of money for what, three years? I mean, I don't know. You would have to be saving aggressively to save, go ahead, 12000 in, in three years. I think that also, I mean, I don't know anything about this, but in New York, and she's a nurse, and during COVID, if she worked extra hours, she might have gotten crazy bonuses. Remember that? Yeah, I guess I didn't think I didn't think she was that kind of nurse, though. I, I thought she was some kind of I don't think she, in my mind, I never thought she was actually quitting a legit RN nursing gig. I thought she was quitting some kind of like assistant. Uh, what is it called? Like a medical assistant gig. So that's why that's where I'm coming from. So I mean, if you de if definitely she was a real nurse, then yeah, everything I'm saying is wrong. <sighs> I got it. I, you know, my loves. Do I remember exactly what she called herself? In no, but anyway, okay. So yeah, basically, uh, then you know, we finally we had this stupid conversation, and he's waiting to propose to her in Vegas. You know, because remember his sister came to like take care of the kids, all them kids. So they get on um, their Southwest flight, honey, and they're uh, what looks like Coach. I don't know if it was Coach Plus because he has some long legs. And then they get out. They're marrying like matching, you know, weird. Like there's a weird picture of like someone singing. I don't know, stupid onesies. They get to Vegas, and you know, it's a little, it's a little hard because the hip hop lifestyle is such that it's like cars and PJs and everything like that. You know, private jets and like not like pajamas. What if I was like, you know, the cars and pajamas. No, well, you know, I'm a rapper. You know, I'm a hip hop connoisseur. So no, you didn't know that thing about the hip hop <laughs> culture is that one of the biggest things is like you know, like comfy pajama sets. <laughs> yes, I mean, if they're like some kind of designer and they're matching, and yeah, I, get yeah that. I know, I know, LV. that was so hilarious. <laughs> they do get that like BMW, some kind of like Corvette type fucking suicide door but, car. Yes, but then they, honey, they check into an off strip, who knows what, no. And I just, okay, I, I listen, this is gonna be bougie for me, and you're gonna have to deal with it. And sometimes no, I'm bougie, it, and sometimes you're gonna have to be, able, you're gonna deal with it. There are so many hotels in Vegas and there are so many on strip and like, you know, on the strip ones and like off Freeman Street ones are like the one that's like the old fashioned part that if you are literally going off all of that, you are paying $23 for a room because there are so many specials and things. So when I see them go to this hotel, I'm like, where the hell is this? I'm just like, oh, this isn't a good look. This isn't a good look. Yeah. It was a Hampton Inn. They like they get this fancy ass bougie ass car yes. to pull into a Hampton Inn. And I just like, don't get it. I would personally rather just have gotten a Honda rented a, do they even rent Hondas? I don't even know if I've ever rented a rent a Toyota and then stayed at a bomb ass hotel. I don't know. Or the gold, like, here's the thing. The win. Sure. That's high end. But even to watch them walk into like the golden nugget, you know, which is like, fun because it's like off that other side it's not like the the fanciest fancy but at least you're like enjoying a little bit of the texture vegas. Of, Las, of las vegas the other side of me will be like well i wonder if production literally could not get a permit anywhere and they're like look we got to be able to like shoot you guys so like they don't want us to do that and so um listen was ellis island ever an option for a production and if so that it should be an option for the future because ellis island I just don't like. I can't even. I it's can't even imagine what those hotels look like and what those rooms look like at Ellis Island. It is literally a motel with like a fun karaoke spot like attached to it. All right, so they go to meet Mocha. Mocha is like very bad actingly rude to Justine, and Michael says nothing about it. Like you, 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 you don't have your best friend not even acknowledge your wife, and you don't say, "Come on, man, that doesn't make any sense." No. 
no, they meet the big tittied receptionist and they go into the studio. She like shows off her, her pregnant belly as though it's like a food baby and keeps rubbing it. And Mocha wants to talk to Mike alone and goes on the veranda and is like, listen, man, why are you over here wasting my time coming over here with your wife and your family and shit? Either you want a family or you want a rapper. You're going up against 19 year olds who could easily stay up and stay out all night. And he's like, well, I did that before and I didn't see my kids growing up and I really want my kids, man. And da da da. And Mocha's like, take the ring off. Then let's do this. If you're down, you're down. And so then now Michael, I guess, is going to again sacrifice his children and watching them grow up for you know, making money in the rap gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what that is. But I will tell you this, during the scene, I mean, we haven't seen Justine in full makeup in a second, like, you know, and she's beautiful. She doesn't need it. She's like, I think that Justine's really pretty. Um, but it's actually very interesting to see her now, like, full-faced Vegas. You know, she has, like, she looks like a little, like, Disney character, you know, like the big eyes. Yeah. Like, she's she's... She's beautiful either way, but like you just, I haven't seen them that makeup uh, yet. So yeah, you're right. And I'm gonna say this. Um, we'll say I think we all just, I think we we all deserve and need a little concealer. Like, pe there's not like a 12 year old doesn't need concealer. A 16 year old doesn't need concealer. But once you get to a certain age and once you've had three children, you need concealer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay. So can we move on to someone? I could just move on and get these people over with. I can't. Now I really don't even want to tell you about them. I, I no, I want to continue talking about her makeup, Chris. Do you see what she does to me? It's a nightmare. <laughs> I do, I yes, I do want to move forward. Yes, let's Brittany move forward. and Marcelino, I, you don't need to be on the show anymore. I am so sorry. I'm happy you did. You did it. You already won. Just take your winnings and go. I just cannot watch any more of this. They are Marcelino talking is just. It's like here's the thing. At least with Blaine, with his acting, at least I get like sing-songy tones and a little more audible audio-esque texture with marcelino to have him say these lines of like "Brittany, i don't know what you want from me is it is it's like a bad i don't have to tell you it's like watching the worst acting of my entire life like and i am just like in my chair just like in a, in a bad acting class just like moving around i'm trying not to like move too much it's like the cringiness is coming out of my pores i can't i have to like exercise it out like i i i don't want to see it like i also feel like i'm mad at the producers and Brittany and marcelino that think that we care or want to watch you guys fight i mean over and over and over again of like marcelino you have to choose me like i just girl like i don't i choose i choose to not watch this like i i choose to fast forward it i choose to pretend it's not happening to me like i'm having an auto body experience having to watch you guys argue over and over again like to the point where it's making me not like them as people anymore and I want to like them as people. Wow. Um, I will say, though, that I did like when she's like, I gave up my body for you to have your two kids. And I was like, yeah, she did. She did. Because she came out a, like, fit, flat tummy thickum. And now she's not that. So, um, but she has a little donk on her. She was wearing pants. And I was like, oh, look at her little butt. Um, also, he's like, Brittany, I can't put on a cape and fly over the moon for you. And we, he, she was like, I don't want you to fly over the moon, Mars. That's not what I want. I just want you to show me that you love me. And yeah, it is unwatchable. It was very boring. 
And, um, but I think no, yeah, women do give up, have to give up their bodies. Okay. Now yes. next couple. Yes, you're right. That's why we have to get things like, that's why we have to get, that's why, you know, that's why we get money and stuff like that. That's why we get more money. That's why we get to keep houses and stuff like that. That's why. Okay. Go on. Oh, oh, I was like push presents. Like I was, uh, and I follow you. I follow you. You mean in divorces? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we get things. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Derek and Monique. Um, so I guess Monique and Derek have been hashing it out and working it out over the phone. Derek is packing up his bags. He's at his great grandma's house, and he's trying to like say he's you know super excited about going to see Monique because they want to start all over again and forget about the past, which is like a crazy thing. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, anybody who any my future husband, my future partner, my future person out there, let me tell you right now. I cannot forget. I won't. Um, Things that imprint on my soul make it so that I am unable to move forward. And if I can't move forward, I'll let you know. Most likely I can't move forward. Or if I do move forward, know that I'm going to consistently remind you of the time that you did the thing to me. Um, And it's, and it's like, I can't, so I need, that's why I need to not go forward because like, how can Monique move forward from this? And like, how can they just forget about the past? And it's just like a crazy, like pipe dream that he wouldn't even say something so nuts like this. So he can't wait to go to Chicago to see her. He's like, oh my gosh, she won't believe it. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to make her feel good. I want to like love on her and stuff. And then he's like, I got to ask my PO because PO could just say no at any time. Um, and it's so funny when like someone who is, when we see like fast forward to him talking to his PO and the PO saying the things that he didn't do. And that's the why he's in the position that he's in now. And his only response is, man, she a hater, which is like the most infuriating thing. And I think that's why Monique is always so mad with him because it's like, you give somebody a, a roadmap and you tell them what they have to do. And for some reason, the person still thinks that they don't have to do the things in the way that the roadmap says it needs to get done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I call you, you answer the phone. So Monique, but, but Derek won't answer the phone when Monique calls. So when she's mad about it, he's like, what you mad for? And she's like, don't baby me. I called you three times this morning. You didn't answer. Yeah, I was asleep. Yeah, but you're awake now and you've been awake for at least an hour. Why haven't you called? You know, anyway, so he just like frustrates me to the nth degree, mm-hmm. but his G-Ma loves him. Yeah. Is it is this his grandmother or great-grandmother? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, this is why I said this because, you know, it's so interesting. She's exquisite looking, you know, like she's wearing a wig and it looks beautiful. It looks like it, either the dye job of it or whatever. It just looks, it's exquisitely put on her head. I have a, I had a great-grandmother uh, that I knew and her, her name was Brianna and she had a wig you know, and it just, it always was a little off, you know, like, because it comes to a point, honey, where, you know, it's just kind of, it's like, it's just sitting there, you know? And so I guess to watch this great grandmother, like, look so stylish, she was just so, I don't know, I just, I loved the look of this great grandmother. I was just like, yeah, you look gorgeous, you know, like, you, you still have, you, you still have it. Okay. So, and also she like, you know, she thinks Derek is making the dumbest choice ever, you know, because she's seen mm-hmm. dumber choices. So, but at least she's also says this, she's like, your siblings were not there for you to help you make good choices and you cannot let them, you know, drag you down. And so there is this element of from Monique and now his own family that like his sisters are toxic somehow for him. There's a toxic element of the relationship that they 
don't have his best interests or there's a there's a there's an influence they could have that is negative towards his life so it's just an interesting thing to say you know that from different people so um now the next thing is he's in the car with well yeah he has this conversation with, Mon- with monique as was said and then we see him in the car with his uncle and his uncle has like he wants to go to obviously chicago to visit monique his uncle has bought him these like what looks like two dozen long stem roses like got this for you like monique should like it and i was like jesus i can't even imagine a world in which my uncles or my you know just you they you bought someone roses like i it's, it's interesting i don't know you're just gonna pick this person up and buy them roses for their loved one i guess also he's on tv so maybe there's also a thing about it i said this by the way as in the docky sweeties instagram account no worries but you could follow it on a love after lockup post that Derek's hair is always perfect. His uncle has good hair too. And obviously the wig that his great grandmother, like whatever, also great. But Derek's hair is always on point. And that comment was liked by over 300 people because people have noticed. Yeah. I mean, black people tend to be really pretty meticulous about our hair. It's like a thing. Um, So the fact that they all came they know they're going to be on camera. So they're like, you know, Monique's wigs are always really good too. Like Monique's hair and face is usually put together pretty well. Um, and that's the one thing I'll give her. Um, I did want to go back to the grandmother real quick. He gets into the kitchen with her and the grandmother's like, oh, honey, I'm making you some lunch. And I was like, that's the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm grandma. I'm going to ask her to marry me. The grandma looks like, say, say what? And then she sits down. <laughs> she sits down and she's like, oh, okay, what would you do? If you, and then he, Derek's like, what would you do if you was in love? Um, and she's like, but are you ready to settle down and commit to Monique in a way that you need to commit? Or are you just somebody who still wants to play the streets? Because don't go over there and make Monique feel bad and let Monique know that she is loved, that this side of the family loves her. And I said, oh my God, so sweet. It actually makes me not hate Monique as much as I do. Like, that's what it does. It makes me not dislike her in the way that I kind of dislike her because I'm like, if that woman likes her, then maybe she's worth my time. But the truth is she isn't. So Derek ends up getting permission from the PO because I guess she checks her email and sees that he actually did send the return ticket information. And so um, it's funny because she says, yes, you can go to Chicago as he's driving to the airport. And the lady knows it. The lady's like, oh, well, have a good flight. She knows that that man is on his way. And she's like, Derek, I'm, I'm not here for your shit. You going ahead and just, you know, sit, I, I will I will pull you back if you don't answer my phone call. And I think, wow, I would never want to be a PO. Could you imagine having to babysit grown ass people who can't follow simple, stupid instructions? That part. It's not even just, you know, anyone that has to do managerial, managerial stuff or human relations stuff or human, you know, I, you have to deal with people like this all the time. But yeah, my heart goes out to people who are also dealing with people who have a skewed responsibility, perhaps. And of course, some people that, you know, go to prison haven't, but like there might be people that have a skewed responsibility and or like discipline in such a way to not even understand how the infrastructure of making decisions in that kind of like organizational way would work. So it's like you are just up against people that, you know, have to be led through things like this. Why are you looking at me as if it just hit you? Cause it, cause it did just hit me. Yeah. It's like, like, what a great way to put that. Like, uh, it, to me, it comes so naturally that I just can't, um, like, it's hard for me to sometimes imagine that there are people who like, <laughs> it's this, it's this puppy to me. It's like, bing, 
what? It's all the same. Like, yeah. You know, I read somewhere it's like not everyone gets to go to college, right? Like, and for various reasons. But some part, I think I, I don't know exactly where it was, but I read somewhere like, what is college other than telling someone I had to finish things for four years? I had some, I didn't have to finish everything, but I had to finish a majority of things or projects for four years that I'd left with such a thing, you know, like, so I, the training of that is kind of what we're talking about. And I, I don't, you know, so for people who have never had the kind of follow through to like had to go through that, like, it's just a foreign thing. And also maybe decision-making and follow through hasn't been shown to them in such a way by any sort of mentor, by any sort of like example that to have them, fall into it might be difficult. Also, I think that we're also in a conversation with a generation of people who do feel entitled or do feel like skirting around or getting the easy shortcut is like the way to do it. It means not only that you get from point A to point B, but that you are more successful that you had to do less work for. It's almost to be like applauded, you know? So I, there might be a lot yeah. of ways to look at this. So, but I do like the fact that Derek has a, what looks like a ball busting or sounds like a ball busting, uh, strong PO. PO, you know, that I think is a female, even though the voice sounds obviously generated, it feels like it felt like a very strong woman who has raised children being like, I, you, you're not the first, you won't be the fucking last. Okay. Not the first, not the yeah. last. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is, oh, no. Nope. Taylor, Taylor and Chance. Chance. So, baby, that baby boy is born. Here's the thing. Tyler, Taylor was, like, afraid first, where she was like, I'm starting to feel pain and stuff like that. And so we're scared, 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 because I never had kids, and I, like, don't want to see someone just, like, scream their fucking face off. But then she kind of is slightly smiling. I don't know if the epidural hit, honey, but she sort of just what looks like meditatively smirks and pushes his baby out. I mean, I, listen, I'm sure it was very painful, but like she wasn't really, she didn't seem to be screaming, which is great. What a very Scientology-esque birth. You know what I mean? I'm talking about that. So the baby is like born, given to her, you know, the baby is like, you know, screaming, but in a good way, you know, like ch chance is like, give me that. I want to see the baby. I want to hold the baby. Can I see the baby? Can I, can I just hold the baby? Can I, can I, can I hold the baby? Can I hold my me? Can I hold me? Can I, can it's me. It's me. It's, it's baby me. You know, so he um, is like, can I hold the baby? And, and like, you know, Taylor is laying there and can barely move. She's like, I, I don't know what you want from me. And he's like, I will, I will, I will pick up the baby. So he picks up the baby, which yeah, I think you should let the baby and the mom like a, a second more and also like skin to skin. And the baby is like not into it. Like baby is like, give me back to my mom. And he's like, well, you've been holding that baby nine months. It's my turn. Now, you know, whatever, God bless. So he oh holds the baby, you know, the baby like, you know, chills. The baby has like big, 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 big lips. Which I didn't really look at the baby. Okay. I didn't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like yeah. that baby, I just, I kind of was cleaning. Um, I was, I was sorting my laundry at the time of the birth. And um, what, what I did check back in <laughs> is uh, when the baby is like five weeks old and there's a lot of screaming and a lot of him being like, Taylor, Taylor. And then the girls jumping all over the place. Cause maybe it's summer and they don't have school and her being slightly and not slightly very overwhelmed with all of the children that she has to take care of. And, and Chance saying like, I hope after, you know, her having my baby, I hope it lets her know that I'm here for her. And literally the next scene is like him just not being there for her in a way that is helpful. Um, which 
I don't think that Taylor has the vocabulary to be able to truly explain to Chance what it is that she needs, one. And B, I don't think that he has the wherewithal or the mental capacity and fortitude to truly be there for someone in a way that they need rather than in a way that he thinks is appropriate to give. Like, I don't think that she could even say, hey, I need you to pick him up every other hour. I think that he wouldn't be able to do it because he would try to figure out a way to not do it in a way that supports her, but do it in a way that better supports him and his agenda. Because at the end of it, I believe that Chance is a narcissist and selfish. Um, And I think it's indicative of the fact that he, you know, has, has had the issues that he's had throughout his life. And he truly wasn't ready for a family. Mm -mm. He should have just come out and done all of the selfish things Mm -hmm. that he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. He should have figured out his own life, gotten a place to live, gotten a job. Um, And then we have a scene where she calls her no good ass sister, uh, Bobby, because she's like, me and Bobby haven't talked in a a couple months. And I'm like, it hasn't been a couple months. It's been a couple weeks because the baby's only five weeks. But anyways, um, because she left the the delivery room and I was mad about it. And again, it's Taylor not being able to truly explain to people around them, around her, how she feels. And so with that, people treat her any kind of way and she doesn't have boundaries either. So she tells Bobby how stressed out she is about money. Um, and Bobby's like, yeah, he better be, I don't know what Bobby says. Actually. Um, we cut to chance. (laughs) We find out that this fucker has lost his job. This is the worst part of the whole episode and also feels very real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He lost his job. He doesn't tell Taylor because he says it's easy to lie to her. It's better. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah, It's easier to lie to her than tell her the truth because then she's going to get worried and be on him and asking him questions. And you know that he doesn't like her asking him questions because it like ruins his vibe. It like brings, brings down his chill. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's horrible. We've already obviously, yeah. Bring down the chill is so funny because it reminds me of something Michael says about Justine. Like she's just not chill sometimes. I'm gonna be like, oh, because you want someone to be okay with you making a horrible decision. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's because you're making a horrible decision. But anyway, God bless. For him, we've already seen a situation where he and Taylor went to a financial analyst, and you know the financial analyst is like, "Where's your money?" And he was like. I gamble you know whatever like we've had that moment already so now in this scene where he's been laid off and he is leaving the house because I'm assuming that Taylor thinks he's going to work but he doesn't have a job so he has to go now find money in like odd places and so he goes to visit his friend who you know like is a construction person or you know has projects in such a way and his friend's like yeah dude like you know we might have some work coming up like in five or six weeks and you know chance is like in five or six weeks we won't have a roof over our heads which is like that's why you don't i don't know spend every second every we don't that's why you don't spend future money that's why you don't spend future money like that's why you don't get as dumbass. i want to be like Give back the car right now. Give the car. Where's the truck? Give it. Then you no longer have that truck. You sell the rims, then put the truck. I don't, first of all, that. Okay. So anyway, he gets back in the car, honey. And I will tell you, look at this. A fucking baby behind him, like the like little evil gambling baby on his back, just being like, I know a way for you to get money. Do you need money? I know a way. (laughs) Go to the casino. So then he goes to this fucking bar or whatever, like, you know, and he's like, oh, 
uh, that video video slot things over, over there or whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, and ever since we put him in, I can't believe the winnings people have gotten from them. Here's more drinks or whatever. And so what does this asshole do? He goes and loses like $70. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's a, that's like food. That is a bill. That's half of a bill or that's something. And he just loses it. And then he's mad at himself. And then he says to producers, I really thought I was going to win. They always do. They always do. I really thought I was going to win. That is like, that is like jumping off of a, of a, like a balcony and being like, I really thought I was going to fly. I really thought there was going to be a gust of wind and that gust of winds like mass was going to be bigger than my mass. And it was going to push me into the air. Like it is such a crazy idea that you really think that you could manifest a win off of a poker game or something. And, and you haven't even told, he's about to, he is about to single-handedly bring Taylor down. And I'm like, girl, go to the county and get on some assistance immediately. Kick him out. Get all your kids' social security numbers. Take it down to the county and like get you some money, because this man is absolutely worthless, and he's going to only do nothing but stress you out and bring you down. At it's this, sad. At this point, the smartest thing that she has ever done is not get married to him, so that she absolutely. I, I think that she, and I don't know the law exactly but like that she's not tying her tax id number to his um so yeah at, at the end of the day this is the end of the episode <laughs> at the end of today uh this is the end happy april fool's yeah. day um the fool i guess um at this point is taylor you know because she has yeah. gotten herself in a bad situation but i hope that she can get herself out of it um and i'm happy that mason was a healthy easy delivery so god bless that and um that's it baby booze all right, you guys, so if you want to see the visuals of what has been tickling your eardrums, you can do so on patreon.com slash docusweeties. It is $10 a month. You get to see month. You get to see um, our videos as soon as that they come out. So those who are on Patreon will get it immediately today on April Fool's Day. Um, you also get uh, the um, Mondays we go live, the first Mondays of the month we go live. And that is actually this Monday coming up. So that's going to be cool. And then, um, there'll be some extra content where I'm going to be reviewing season past seasons of 90 day fiance. So you'll get that as well. So it's only two Starbucks cups, cups of coffee a month <laughs> that you could give up in order to give to us so that we can provide you the quality content we do thank those of you guys who are currently our patrons you guys are awesome um and i'll kick it over to chris so she can tell y'all about our social medias yes if you want to see you know fun clips of us and or if you want to you know just go ahead and follow and like a bunch of our posts because you're just like these girls need it and you can feel our desperation through our voices uh we appreciate that we are at docusweeties through instagram at docusweeties one on Twitter and at DocuSweeties on TikTok. And at the same time, if you haven't yet, please consider giving our podcast five stars wherever you listen or a review. We would incredibly appreciate it. Um, we're so thankful to, you know, go on this journey with you of the show. And here's, you know, the love after this lockup maybe isn't between these two couples, but between all of us collectively watching these people rehab their lives. Well, 
Yeah. So we'll guys, we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, all the best. <laughs> 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 <laughs>